Flesh Lord. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. With me tonight, I just have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me. <laughs> and tonight, we are going to be talking about episode 7 of Vinland Saga. So, show. Yes, Alex? There's uh, some interesting stuff that happened in this episode uh, to, to start off. Uh, so basically, Askeladd and his little troop, his band are planning to raid a French fort because they're bored, I guess. <laughs> the, I think it's the Denmark army is like, we're going to take a break. We don't want to freeze our asses off in the winter. And the Asgard's like, what? I signed up for blood. <laughs> okay, we move it on to the next country. It's funny. It's funny because when I get bored, I usually just play video games. But when Asgard gets bored, he goes and fucking pillages people. I mean, girl, you play GTA, you pillage people too. Well, that's that, it's very true. There's a, maybe there's not so much of a difference between me and Asclad now that you think of it. Um, but, okay, so we got to talk about it because it happened in this episode. We got to talk about the Naruto run. Oh, the Naruto run. Uh, so you have a theory. I think you have a theory. Or you have a question, at least, about this. About whether it was intentional or not. Well, we were talking about this before the podcast starts, but started. But um, what do you think, Alex? Okay, so I have no, I have no doubt in my mind that it was one hundred percent intentional to do the Naruto run. However, I think the question resides in: was it intentional or was it unintentional? Was it was it something that they subconsciously did or something they consciously put in? And do you have an opinion on what which one it is? Well. I, I genuinely, because I've read, I've, I've read this part of the manga. I genuinely can't remember if this steps, like the Naruto run, was in the manga uh, off the top of my head, and I don't have it anywhere nearby, so I can't go look it up. Um, but I, I one hundred percent think it was intentional. If it's not the in question. the manga, it, was it? Do you think it's conscious or? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was conscious and oh, intentional. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, now, now. If it's if it was already in the manga, then it was I, I think it was intentional and, and consciously done on the part of the mangaka. If it so obviously the animators are just copying what they see in the manga. Yeah. So my opinion, first of all, uh it was quite funny watching him Naruto <laughs> run. And it's quite I, it was, uh, I laughed my ass off when I saw it too. It was like, Oh, you son of a bitch. Quite meme and gif worthy. Um and also, I definitely think it's a conscious nod to Naruto because later in the episode, when he's running towards the fort, he does a normal run. He doesn't do a Naruto run there. Yes. So yeah, that was just just, just that one scene where he's running to the attackers' camp. It was the only scene so far that he's done the Naruto run. So I think that is just a nod, a one-off yeah. nod. I definitely think so too. Um, I'll have to go back and re- reread this part of the manga because I genuinely can't remember if he does the Naruto run. And I don't think he does, though. Honey, it's the first chapter. <laughs> I know, but it's been a while since I read it, so I'm just saying it won't be hard to find. I know. I just I just got to go back and do it. It's just been so long since I did it. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, it, it's also this might be something to to talk about in a in a future podcast that isn't related to this. But it, it's worth it's worth noting that the Naruto run has become so like synonymous, not necessarily with Naruto, but with anime in general. That I wonder if it's just surpassed the source material it came from at this point. Yeah, I definitely uh see the Naruto run as an anime thing more so than just a Naruto thing. So that's yeah. it could be not it could be just them subconsciously incorporating anime tropes into their work. Yeah. J- just because it's such a common trope at this point. Yeah, kind of like how uh, there's a lot of of anime works out there that incorporate the Akira bike slide into it. It's it's just become so synonymous now that people just do it, even though even though they may not even realize what it is that they're parroting or honoring, that they they just do it because it looks cool. That, <laughs> I still, cool. I still, is... I still, I still necessitate. I, I still feel like I need to necessitate that the Naruto run does not look cool, especially when you do it yourself. It's just a thing that happened one time in an anime that everyone feels like they have to do now. Just like Sao, it was cool until someone said it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that might be something to talk about. Uh, that'd actually be a good topic for a future podcast. About, I do a like, whole podcast on the have... Naruto run. No, well, I could certainly analyze it for an hour. Oh but I'm God. talking about like anime tropes that have sort of surpassed their source material and just become an anime thing, and not like a Naruto thing or a JoJo thing or an Akira thing. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I just I think that's a really cool nod to Naruto. Naruto references are becoming like JoJo references. They're everywhere. Uh, so, uh, I do want to mention really quick, uh, so Thorfinn is still using his, like, double dagger, uh, technique or whatever it is you want to call it. I think the way he sheathes his daggers is really cool, where he's got one behind his back and one up front. I feel, okay, so there was that one scene in, like, near the beginning of the episode when he's talking to Askeladd where he's like he puts one dagger in his front fanny <laughs> and then one dagger in his back fanny pack it's, it's like, like slow packs, motion slow motion matrix I'm like is that cool or is that cringe <laughs> I say it's cool I say it's cool but they do they do look suspiciously like fanny packs don't they hey it's convenient it's practical what can I say? It works. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm staring at you, but you just can't see it right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. You're giving me the double eye emoji. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, Askeladd is using Thorfinn, again, like a scout, to go ahead and, and see what this uh, these group of people who are... Uh, trying to attack the fort are all about. And Askeladd wants to, um, I guess, what would you say? He wants to work under the guise of helping these people who are trying to attack this French fort. Mm-hmm. But we all know at the end at the end of it, he's going to have ulterior motives because it's Askeladd. Well, <laughs> at this point, this is like his modus operandi. Yeah, he's just trying to take it... Uh this opportunity take advantage of the situation for his benefit yeah we just don't Uh, know how he's going to do it at the beginning of the episode we don't know yeah um 
but so, so Thorfinn Thorfinn is sent to to go find the the camp for these people who were attacking the fort and you know get on their good side and tell them hey you tell them to attack at this time and then we'll be right behind you. So Thorfinn goes to this uh, this I guess you want to say an encampment for uh, these group this group who were attacking the French fort. And says, "Hey, is there any?" And this is another thing I want to bring up. These people are all speaking Japanese, but then we're we're made to believe again that they're all speaking different languages, <laughs> and it just doesn't really translate very well. Because there's a scene in which uh, Thorfinn is, you know, having an audience with the French general who uh, who was attacking the the fort. And he's speaking plain Japanese to Thorfinn, and then there's a translator just saying the exact same thing that was just said in Japanese to Thorfinn. Yeah, it's interesting that they took the time to put in the translator character and get a voice role for him, but they didn't take the time to, you know, actually vocally differentiate the two languages. Um, Since I don't speak Japanese, I don't know if they're, like, speaking slightly different dialects, but it doesn't seem so um but yeah it breaks your or what is it breaks your illusion that's not well it's it's sort it's certainly um breaking the uh oh god now i've forgotten what it's called well it's a little jarring Uh, um suspension of disbelief yes it's that (laughs) breaks the suspense of disbelief I will say this gives them a really good opportunity when they actually do dub this because they, there are there are some uh, anime dub voice actors who speak multiple languages. So this could be a really good. I know there's a few that speak French, so this would be a really good opportunity for them to flex their muscles that way. So I know, like the dub cast is scared of actually dubbing a quote-unquote English dub with other languages. So I don't know if they'll actually put French in this. Maybe, and then subtitle that? I mean, I would prefer that, but I'm not their main demographic because I don't even watch dubs. I watch subs. True. But I don't know what they're going to do because I don't think their main demographic would prefer an actual French voice because then they'd have to read. Maybe. It would it would certainly help the immersion though. It sure. would. It would be so good. It's just really weird having them speak what is supposed to be obviously different languages, and they're speaking the exact same language to each other, and they're going, "Huh, I don't understand you." Yeah. Um, I think we do need to talk about the absolutely deformed character design of the French general. Um, so, I have uh, so. I have a suspicion as to why it was done that way. Oh my god, I don't want to even. <laughs> no, I think, I'm scared to know what your suspicion is. I think it was done that way to make you make the audience not inherently trust this character. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. You thought I was going to say something racist? Yes. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. Well, obviously, that is 100 percent the reason why they deformed the character. Um, but it's such a shallow and basic like method to characterize a character. It's so, it really demeans the show by doing that. It's so childish and immature and very, very like ages 13 and under form of storytelling. And I was expecting like a better, I want something something a little more, 
Yeah, a little more subtle, a little more, you know, my level. You know, get on my level. Do you think if do you think if maybe they had just left it at giving him a really bad haircut or a hairstyle that would have been sufficient? No. You should not be able to visually distinguish who is the hero and who is the villain. That is such bad storytelling. You say that, but there are so many anime stories where that's the case, where yeah, you can easily anime distinguish who. Seriously, seriously, there are so many anime out there where you can yeah. very clearly visually distinguish the villain from the protagonist. Yeah, and that's not good. I I would say sometimes you're absolutely right. I don't think it's necessarily the case all the time because sometimes I like the little the mustache twirling villain archetype. Only if it's you have to do it. Right. But in this type of story, where it's a very serious historical war story, having a mustache-twirling villain doesn't fit into this setting. True. I would, Especially with how they've you know, set up the story so far, I would definitely agree with you, yeah. Because there's so many realistic elements to it, and then you just put in this random... That's clearly not Over-the-top camp villain, and I'm like, this is... I'm totally thrown out of my... Of where I, like, of my state of mind. Yeah, I definitely agree. It could have been done way better than it was. It is, it's sort of, it's almost like they're trying to play to the lowest common denominator of their own demographic. I mean, Which I, is sad. This is a shonen question mark? I, <laughs> I would say it's noise? maybe a little, I'd say it's maybe a little too violent for a shonen. But... It's like, that's like a factual question it's not up to your opinion Alex. <laughs> i would actually i would say it's more seinen than than shonen but sure but you don't uh, know anyway fine i'll just look it up myself <laughs> well on mal it's not listed as a shonen it's listed as a seinen oh so it's a seinen so then there's no yeah. reason for this to be effing fucking bottle what do you call it bobblehead villain over here it look like a bobblehead now that you mention it good lord <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> also i'd like to say that uh throughout this negotiation that thorfinn has with the french general uh he keeps the best poker face i've ever seen definitely don't play poker with uh thorfinn uh you're gonna lose honey even better than lady gaga <laughs> no but um i love <laughs> he is like his face is like i am done with life I've seen hell and back. It's like, it's like he's saying, kill me. You're just going to do me a favor you at this know point. nothing. <laughs> That's like, it's on the border of um, Edgelord at this point. <laughs> kind of, yeah. He's like, he's walking that light Yagami line of Edgelord. It's like, it's fun to watch, but you think about being like that and you're like, ooh, no. <laughs> what shit have you been through? <laughs> also uh so there's there's like this quick little aside right before the uh the battle starts after thorvin does convince the french general to join with the little band uh where you see some of the uh the troops of the french general uh sort of guarding their uh grounded boat and the guarding night, and they they're guarding the waterfall yeah yeah um uh, and they see what looks to be a dragon going through the sky at night. Uh, you later find out that that is 
the bow of the Viking ship. Uh, but I thought it was a really good thing to put in there because that was like a common thing back then where if like a common myth back then where if you saw a dragon before a battle in the sky, it was just to be like a, a bad omen. Also, people back then used to think the dragons were real, so. Are you sure? Did they really think dragons were real? Well, yeah, why do you think it shows up in mythology so often? What do you mean? That makes no sense. People thought that it, they may not have thought okay. that they existed back know. then, but they thought that at one time dragons were a real thing. I don't know about that. You can take Alex's word for that. Um, I really like the idea of this scene. I really hated that they visually depicted the dragon as the stern or the bow, whatever. I don't know, parts of the boat. The head of the boat. Like, as a viewer, you could literally tell it was the head of the boat. Yeah. I wish they visually did it as more of a silhouette or more of a vague image so that it wasn't given away to the viewer so obviously. Um, it would have had, I thought, I think it would have had a better effect that way. So I, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I largely agree with it. I, did, I like the fact that they put it in, though. The, as you said, the idea of this scene was actually really, really good. I do uh, appreciate the attempts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you appreciate the attempt, if not the result. <laughs> yeah. All right, so then the, the, the battle starts the next day. And uh, Askeladd's troops, as you have guessed from seeing the dragon the night before, uh, end up carrying their longships to the lake on the other side of this fort so they can basically have them attacking from both sides. They have the uh, the French the Frenchman who wanted to attack the fort originally attacking from the front, and then the uh, Viking Askeladd and his Vikings attacking basically from a flank. And it's a, it's a really great uh, military strategy. Yeah, and also this. Uh, well, hold on. This, so this idea of carrying longships to from land to water is something that does did actually happen in uh, in Viking battles. So I'm really glad they put that in too. Yeah, I'm really glad they incorporated military tactics that specifically employ um, the particulars of the Vikings' arsenal uh, in an actual battle. I very much appreciate that. This is what I, this is what, this is the bread and butter of historical war uh, stories. So I really, this is like, I love seeing this. Yeah. And I thought it was really well portrayed too, minus the whole French commander being very childish about the whole thing. I mean, yeah, we don't, we've, I just pretend he's not there. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's good enough for me. (laughs) So something that happened toward the beginning of uh, this episode is uh, Thorfinn basically accosted Asgalad and saying, hey, I want my fucking share if we're going to do this. And Thor or uh, Asgalad tells him, hey, bring me a uh, bring me a head with a helmet and I'll give you your fair share. So during the uh, the battle, Thorfinn notices the fort's commander on top of the like ramparts, and he's like he goes from standing right next to the French uh, general to just bolting it. <laughs> this is the part we actually see him running like a normal person mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the uh, the fort, and he does the okay. I just want to say he does the coolest thing. I, it may not be historically accurate. It may not even be possible physically. But it looked really cool with him jumping over the moat 
of this fort and using his daggers to climb up the wooden edge of the fort. That was cool. I won't lie. That was very, very badass. Um, especially how they shot it with the angle of the camera mm-hmm. coming from uh, like in the moat. And you could see and you could see him like jumping across in slow motion. Really appreciate that. The director has um, a lot of good uh, camera angles. Yeah, I uh, just it was the idea of it is great. Uh, it's it's a really great action sort of set piece, uh, and then the way it was portrayed in the anime is is even better. Uh, so definitely props to the director of this episode for 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 doing that. It, it it may not be historically accurate. It may not even be physically possible, but it sure was damn cool. <laughs> yeah. And then Thorvin actually goes and beheads the fort commander, which I found funny because he takes the sword, right? And he chops off the uh, the commander's head with it. And it just goes, ploop, right into the water. And Thorvin's like, oh, shit. And his first instinct is to jump off the ramparts into the water. It's like, I got to get that head. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is maybe, maybe not, but like one of the best fight scenes the anime has to offer so far where he's like cutting through all of these frenchmen on top of the wall and again they used a really cool camera where it was a point of view of thorfinn cutting all these guys down and it's a very very attack on titan because you know in attack on titan they do the point of view maneuver gear as they're flying around so we can see that there are people who worked on Attack on Titan. Big, uh, big surprise there. Um, but I can see they're transferring some of their talent to Vinland, even though overall the quality of Vinland is much less than Attack on Titan. I don't know what's happening to Wit, but that scene was very Attack on Titan, and I very much enjoyed. Maybe they're, hey, hey, maybe they're at wit's end. <gasps> that's just. Oh, <laughs> Moving <Alex>. on. <laughs> I right, listen, after some of the stuff that we've recorded recently, I don't want to hear anything about shitty puns from you. At least I'm funny. <laughs> oh, well, okay, that's up to interpretation. <laughs> I will be the judge of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, after this attack is over, the, uh, the French general devises this uh well first of all they the french general finds out that the vikings themselves had already plundered pretty much all of this fort that they were attacking and are back in the water on their way out the fucking door um so they're trying to uh the the french general is trying to attack them before they can leave i also like how Ascalad like justifies this and saying we told you we'd give you half the victory you get the fort we get the treasure you're such a smug bitch. And I love it. That's exactly what I would do. I'm like, bye, bitch. Just what are you talking to... about? When, when you and I played Sid before, this is exactly what you would do. Yes. I murder and then I teabag the corpse. Yeah. Which is essentially what Ascalite was doing. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, of course everyone's looking around like where's Thorfinn like he never came back did he get killed and like of course right on cue as they say this he throws the fucking head of the commander into the boat stares down Asgard and is like there bitch I did it give me my money 
He doesn't want money. He wants honor. Uh-huh. Honor. And then, course, and then, of course, he challenges Asklad to a duel, and Asklad's like, uh, sure, but not right now. Did you laugh at that? I did. Oh, God. It's like everything was right on cue. He's like, all right, I accept your duel. But not right now. There's fucking arrows coming in, bitch. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't really find that funny, personally. But... But I did enjoy that they um, incorporated the Vikings' unique uh, capabilities in being able to escape via the waterfall, whereas the French could not do that because their ships weren't built that sturdy. So that's Mm -hmm. why Askeladd, and only Askeladd, could have pulled off that plan in particular and gone away with it. Um, So that was very cool. That was very, like... You know, it's very true to the historical genre. So I really, I really yeah. enjoy those kind of things. Also, I just want to say that it, that whole escape sequence was really, really well done, and I, I particularly love the fact that Askeladd, you can like, it's visually obvious that he's thoroughly enjoying this whole situation because he's just laughing his ass off as they go down the uh, the waterfall. He's just an adrenaline junkie. Waiting Maybe for his, I, that, his that's... next fix. Whatever whatever it is, it makes his character really fun to watch. Yeah, he's a crazy bitch. <laughs> and that was episode seven of Vinland Saga. I think I covered everything, didn't I? Yeah. Everything worth covering. Wow. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Second night show. I would let Asklad sail through the back entrance of my fort. <sighs> and you get onto me about my pun. I couldn't even say that without laughing halfway through. I, I, no, <laughs> so you fucking ruined it. <laughs>